John, you're, you're not on. You, you gotta you gotta be on Twitter more because you'll see all the jokes. Uh, as soon as something happens, I mean, that when the Queen died, it was like joke, joke, yeah. joke, joke. Oh, but anyway, let's 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 play the. I don't know. Should we play the theme song? I mean, we, we go ahead. We didn't really. It. Did we? Did we really have enough banter? I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. We don't. It really, really doesn't matter. Okay. We can be honest. Okay. Should I play it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go for it. Ooh, it's the SETI Bimco Halloween Spooktacular Scary Hour with your hosts, Terrifying Tim and John, who is also known to his victims as Terrifying Tim. This week, how to clean up DNA properly. So, but this is the SETI Bimco Show where people talk about their embarrassing and weird high school stories, and we watch embarrassing and very bad movies about high school. There, do I have it down? Episode 30? I finally got this. this, Is it uh, episode 30? I was trying to remember if it was episode 30 because I saw episode 31. Maybe it's 31. Episode 50, we'll we'll do it live. Okay. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Although, wouldn't that be something? But we took a week off. But no, wait, sorry. I'm I'm going way back. Someday, someday... When this podcast gets big, I'll have an assistant, and we can do recent events, and they will edit it and put it out that week. But, like, it's Halloween now. It's scary season. Right, right. Yeah, but because... Just, uh, but, but the queen died, like, a couple weeks ago, our time. Oh, okay. Well, but, uh, well, you know, this has nothing to do with the queen, but, um, you know, we did this. Is, we're, we're recording this on September 14th. And last week being being Labor Day, you know, uh, so what? Yeah. Uh, the, and the, and last week being Labor Day, we didn't we didn't drop a new episode. And I know we normally talk about the emails at the end of the program, but we did get a note from the son of a listener. She was a actually a very dedicated listener. Uh, her name was Liz. Uh, okay. She was ninety six years old. Um, she lived in London. Um, in the city of West, Westminster region of, of London, I, I bet you she had really? a nice, lovely little pensioner's flat. Yes, that's right. We um, forgot about this email. I'm sorry, we forgot. Yeah, about this email. and, they got and lost. But she was she was up at her she was up at her holiday place in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing like a little bungalow or cottage. You know, she was on, probably worked in a laundromat or a chip shop or something all those years right. and just saved her pennies and was able yeah. to spend her. And uh, her son, uh, let's see, what was her son's name? Her son's name is Chuck. Yes, Chuck. And Chuck wrote to say that Liz, a faithful listener, was so heartbroken that there was no there was no episode that, unfortunately, oh, no. she is no longer. Yeah, well, we were a big comfort to her. Her husband of um, 73 years, and what was his His name was Phil. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, passed away last year. So, you know, Chuck, I'm sorry that we, you know, we brought about your mom's demise and, you know, we give, you know, and please give our condolences to your sister, Annie, and your brothers, Andy and Eddie, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Liz, rest in peace and power. Yeah, I think in the letter he said that my mom would ask every week, like, what, what channel, what, what channel on the telly is that Seti Bimco show? And her son's like, Mommy, it's not on the telly, it's on the radio. And she'd spend all day turning that radio around. It's like, is it on BBC BBC (laughs) 2? Yes. BBC 4. Yeah. She she basically basically gave her some exercise with her hands. 
Exactly. And we gave her comfort in her twilight years. So, right. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the queen, though, like, okay, so I was watching the... Were we talking about the queen? What yeah. Well, no, no, no. We weren't talking about... We were talking about <laughs> Liz and her husband, oh, Phil, yes. and Chuck, and her and her other children, Annie, Andy, and mm-hmm. Eddie. This has, that, that had nothing to do with the queen. You know, she All lived right. in London, and she had a summer place in Scotland. That had nothing to do with the queen. But now I'm going to talk right. about the queen, and... You know, I was like watching, you know, in little bits and pieces, you know, the coffin came to Edinburgh and, you know, the, 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 her, her children are marching behind the coffin and there are all these, you know, royal guards and everything. And the commentator says, look at them. They're doing the left, right, left, right, left, right. It's very difficult. And I thought, you know. Like if they broke out into like ballet or a jig or maybe they did something like. You know, like a, a gymnastics floor exercise with like those silk ribbons. You know, like that this is New Orleans. Diff- this was in Edinburgh, and I was like, you no, know, no. I'm saying, you think this is New Orleans where they have a band? No, no, no. I'm dance? talking about difficulty. I'm talking. You, oh, you're oh, walking oh. all. Over, you're walking all over my joke. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> anyway, Dif- difficulty. No, I'm trying to the difficulty. Anyway, uh, so what happened to you this week? <laughs> Was that the end? I didn't mean to destroy it. Not really, but let's see. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, what? Oh, it's okay. Anyway. When I it's tell okay. a joke, I'm like, no, John, get out of the way. I'm telling this joke. Right, no yeah, how, it's how okay. hard, it's how hard right. you try to stop it. It's okay. <laughs> you can walk Are you over saying they're going to dance? No, no, no. Are you saying they're going to dance? The moment's gone. It's okay. They were going to dance right. with that coffin? <laughs> Uh, so how'd your week go? <laughs> well, wait, is that all that happened? Did your friends go see the Lord of the Rings show and live it through their New York experience? They did. And it was it. at Lincoln. It was at Lincoln Center, not not Radio City. Okay. Um, and uh, oh. yeah, they survived. I hope they, they went there. They had a. They had. Yeah, they did. And they had a. Um, yeah, they went to the right place. I know they had a <laughs> great time. And I, you know, I I told them to go to Poughkeepsie and get the Metro North down to the city. And no, and they had, they had, they showed me pictures and they were like, you know, they were standing there in front of like the, the marquee in front of the Lincoln center and kind of looking like movie stars. And, and the (laughs) cast was there. No, they had a great time. The cast was there. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking to do. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, nothing happened to them. That's good. Yeah, no, they had a great time. They had a fantastic time. I went upstate on the weekend for a friend's birthday. Oh, okay. I took the train, the Harlem Line. And you know what what one of the stops is on the Harlem Line, John? Can you guess? Uh, Let me think here. Begins Uh, with a T. Terrytown. Tuckahoe. Tuckahoe. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How come I didn't think of that? I saw the sign, and I was like. Did you want to get off? Yeah, I want to get off. I want to find the house. And the house See probably wasn't a... even in Tuckahoe, and you just wouldn't probably have been going not. around and around. <laughs> I wondered if they had, a, like, a statue of butter carved into the <gasps> Arthur. Oh, God, carved out something. of mod. <laughs> carved out of mod. Butter carved out of mod. Car- not carved out of mod, but carved in the shape <laughs> of mod. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. Yes, when you're, when you're, the Arthur you're died, stomping. You <laughs> it's okay for you to stomp on my jokes. I did it to you. That's all right. <laughs> anyway. 
I had a whole joke written about how it melted during Sandy and how it looks like uh, Nixon, but never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. But but the party was outside because it's upstate and they have yards, mm-hmm. and uh, there were a bunch of kids from like six to eight there running around. It's fine. They had a, a, a trampoline out back, so that we were. We did our thing there, you know, six kids get on trampoline, five, five get off, you know, how, how dangerous trampolines are, but mm-hmm. it is Halloween. So I have a scary story to tell about this. It's oh, Halloween. Oh. John. It's October. I'm so sorry, I went in yeah. after drinking some beers. I went in the house to use the bathroom. I lift up the lid. And guess what I found? Human flesh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, just a lot of dookie. That oh, I, I, I have to assume that the kids were so excited about the trampoline, they didn't take time to flush or wash their hands. Uh, oh, there you go. But I didn't know if it got backed up or if it was clogged, and I, I couldn't see a plunger, so I just peed and put the seat back down and went back to the party. Right? That's what you do, right? I mean, I, told, I guess. I told friend of the show, New York Times bestseller George O'Connor about this because I saw him today for lunch, and he called mm-hmm. me a monster. Called me a monster for doing that. So I don't know what the right thing to do is. He said tell the host, but... George's uh, definition of a monster, I have to say, (laughs) is very loose. (laughs) It's usually spelled (laughs) T-I-M. If I'd flushed and overflowed, I just would have blamed it on one of those kids. There you go. I don't know what to tell See, I would have peed in the bathtub. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know. And you blame the kids, yeah. Yeah. It was a laid-back party, fun. So uh, that's what I, that's that was my adventure. Well, that sounds like fun. I love and riding the train. I love, know, riding I the love train. riding on trains. Ever since I lived in Europe, I love riding on trains. Mm-hmm. And nothing, yeah, nothing bad happened on the train. So there I you took go. a train. I took a train to Baltimore like years ago, and they some people brought a man in. And sadly, uh, the seat next to me was empty. Mm-hmm. He sat down. He, he smelled like alcohol. He, he proceeded to tell me, I don't know why they told me I couldn't fly in the plane, but they kicked me off the airplane. Here oh, my God. Now I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's oh, going to happen? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I might pee myself. I can't be held accountable <laughs> for that damn airline. It's, you only have them to blame. Don't, don't get mad at me if I urinate myself. Thankfully, he kind of fell asleep. So I was like, good. As long as you just smell like alcohol and sleep, that's the best, the best I can hope for. I remember, take, I remember taking the train from New York to Raleigh once. And, like, the Acela train from, like, New York to Washington is like, bam, you're, like, there in no time. Yeah. And then they switch from the Acela locomotive to, like, the diesel locomotive. Uh-huh. And then you start going through Northern Virginia, and it slows down so much, and it's like, Welcome to the Confederate States of America. And that, like, that, you know, it's like that, that, that ride, the rest of that train ride takes so long. Wow. But, but you know, the ride, like, that they brought. Hmm? No, go ahead. Yeah. They brought a guy in who sat next to you. It was like, well, they kicked me off the bus. I don't know what I did. But I don't know. They kicked me off of the bus. I, I couldn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway well is your is your i guess there's no news about your your sad neighbor 
No next uh, court date. Well, now see, now you're going to mess up the timeline again because it's because it's <laughs> Halloween. But he appears in court on September 21st. But see, now I don't know how to get out of this. Now I've now I've painted myself into a corner. I'll, I'll apparently, okay. Apparently, no. The court date is next week um, because according to his defense attorney, he doesn't seem to comprehend what he's done, which I think is a crock, but. I think I know exactly. I think he knew exactly what he was doing, but well, not 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 my problem, right? Not no. my decision. Yeah. So, I I'm excited about our movie. So, can we talk about too. the movie? Are I actually you ready? Kind of enjoyed it. Okay, we we watched. I was a teenage Frankenstein from 1958. Mm-hmm. It's a Samuel Arkoff production. He's known for producing a lot of B-movies. Mm-hmm. And I did a little reading about this, and he claimed that his name was an acronym that explained the success of his movies. Did you find this? Or can no, I No, I did it? not. No. He said this. Uh, he said his name, which is spelled A-R-K-O-F-F. He said that it was an acronym for all the things that made his movies great, which was... A for action, R for revolution, either novel or controversial themes, K was for killing, O was for oratory, notable dialogue or speeches, Mm -hmm. F was for fantasy, and the other F was for fornication. So there you go. Oh, okay. I think you can boil that down to sex and violence. Sex and violence, yeah. (laughs) We don't need all those letters. Yeah, you should have just, well, maybe if his, see, if his middle initial was Z, Z, then he would have been Samuel V. Arkoff, S.V. Arkoff. He could have just been Sex and Violence Arkoff. Yeah. Wouldn't have to go through that whole acronym thing now. <laughs> so this is uh, a, a, a synopsis. Uh, basically, it's a descendant of Professor Frankenstein, and he is yet again up to his same old tricks, wants to... Uh, Bring some dead human flesh to life. Basically, that's it. And uh, he wants. Basically, uh, yeah. he he feels a young body would do better. That's that's the mm-hmm. twist. So mm-hmm. he has to get yeah, some that, teenagers. Yeah, that was where that was where his ancestor failed. The the body that he regenerated was too old, too and old. then a young body would be a little more receptive. I guess I don't know. He's he's on board with us. It, that old the, the old person in the original movie was probably like thirty five. Remember mm-hmm. the, the the movie Elderly. we watched. Where, we had to see an elderly woman naked, uh, 35 right. Oh, God. What was that? Was that summer camp? I know. It was just yes. terrible. I'm still psychologically let me tell you, scarred from that. We laugh about that, but that's a uh, that gets many, many hits. That's almost one of our most popular episodes. I don't know why. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think there's a market for people to talk about soft porn. I guess so. Maybe, make a we're, maybe, maybe we're just barking up the wrong tree, as it were. <laughs> So, I don't know. Do you want to start talking about the movie? Well, you have something know. to say? First you want all, me to start? About, let's talk about this, like, you know, the mindset of this modern-day professor, Frankenstein. Oh, he's a dick. He's, he's, he's always looking for, like, people need to respect him and obey him. And mm-hmm. did you notice that? Like, he was very oh, yeah. hung up on the power. And so, like, I get- don't know. I don't know what his upbringing was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, first of all, that was, well, so that's the mindset a, of this guy. He's all, he's a nip. He's 
omnipotent. He's like yes. godlike. I think he feels that like he was brought up he, in England, but he has no accent. But he has no English. I was going to say that too. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like couldn't he you have even tried? He often had tea with his friend Liz. Yeah, yes. he should have tried. You know, he or, they, tried. Could, they couldn't have found an out of out of work, washed up English actor in Los Angeles in 1958. I'm sure they could have. Yes, he was played by Whit Bissell. He's Whit been Bissell. in many movies. Yes, a, a character actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's giving a speech to another, it's a bunch of old white men in a room, and he's giving them a speech, and they want nothing to do with his plans. Basically, yeah. Except the one, the professor. Oh. Well, he's, he's his partner, he, right? Right, Dr. Carlton. He gets real indignant when the one, <laughs> when the one, he's like, this is an outrage, how you could be so disrespectful to Professor Frankenstein. Right. You know, it's just like, dude, chill, you know? I mean, he was <laughs> like, rest- I don't know. Was it like some unrequited homosexual longing he had for Professor Frankenstein? Well, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, but the rest of the movie, he, that his assistant was like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't want to do this, but you know, he talked him into everything. Yeah. It just, I'm just, you're, you're absolutely right. He just didn't question anything. So yeah, he wants to make a perfect kid. He says something about if you breed morons, you get morons. I, I don't know. He's, he's a geneticist. He's yeah. They're talking about this and they need a body. And so guess what happens? Because this movie only had the budget to show the interior of this house and that the lawn out front, I guess. Yeah. Because there's a terrible car crash right in front of the house. Okay, before you get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I forget he's like, you know, like, like he utters, he literally utters the line like, but how can I get hold of a young body? Or like a line yes. to that effect. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, wow, how serendipitous. You just wondered how you're going to get a young body. And suddenly there's a car crash right outside the house. Yeah. <laughs> And they go out, and it's everything's in flames. Everything I don't think it was a. <laughs> it was a two-car crash. Everything was in flames, but one body had gotten thrown out of the. One body had gotten thrown out of the car and was over like in a park or the woods somewhere. And the the, yeah. the witness on the scene, he's like, "Oh, I can't go over there. I can't look at things like that." I know. He's like, "It's terrible. He must be dead." But I can't check. I can't, I can't see such a thing. <laughs> Oh, you go look. I have to run home. He like ran away. Yeah. He didn't even stay around to tell the police yeah. anything. I think I think I think that guy was like Mr. Arkov's accountant or something, you know. <laughs> they were doing the taxes one year. He's like, Hey, could you give me a part in a movie? He's like, I have just the part for you. <laughs> Witness at car accident number one. <laughs> I wish they did I wish they could afford to get to get Don Knotts to do that part. The movie would have been worth it. <laughs> Don Knotts probably playing the Don Knotts auditioned <laughs> for it, and Samuel Arkoff said, "You will amount to nothing. Look at you. You are you are you will never have a career in film didn't and television." He, didn't he and have he, a career in '58? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think like like Andy Griffith hadn't had. Oh, that was on TV. Yet. This is '53. I mean, this is '58. Was yeah. Andy Griffith in the '50s or the '60s? It was the 60s, and it was and it was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> man, 
I'm smashing all your jokes. Today. You're just killing my jokes this week, Tim. Gee whiz. You know what happens? I'm excited all day for this hour, and, and I'm so excited. When the hour comes, I'm, like, exhausted from being excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> can you believe that? I can believe it. I can so believe it. No, no, it's fine. Oh, that's right. Don Knotts was on. Uh, wow. Things are going over my head. Was he in that's that okay. show? Andy Griffith? Yeah. <laughs> and but... what year did it premiere? You know, I don't know. I want to say like 62, 63, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Sometime in the early 60s. It wasn't in the it's, 50s, though. It started in black and white. That's all I know. Right. Okay. So he he and his assistant run out in the woods or wherever this body was flown flung to and just steal mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's a small... T- I, well, I'm going to say this takes place in Florida, and we'll get to why. Again, oh boy, in here Florida. We go. Here we all go, these John. Films, <laughs> well, John... He had steps that went down to his secret laboratory. Why didn't he have an elevator? Because it took place in Florida in the 50s. Sorry, running gag. Florida didn't invent right, elevators right, right, until right. sometime in the, in the 70s. In the, in I'm the, telling in our, the, our listeners. In the 1990s. <laughs> in the 1990s. Uh, that was Bill Clinton's campaign promise. That's how, why you won the presidency. He said, I will bring elevators to Florida. It's time. Yes. <laughs> he did it, too. Conservatives yeah. hated him for it. Bringing elevators to Florida, that's just not right. We're conservatives. We like to climb stairs. <laughs> no, they just didn't think they should be going up 50 feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, just You should shoot down my jokes. Shoot that joke. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you, Tim. So they bring this body down, and his assistant is just like the guy in the street. He's like... I really don't want to look at that kid's face. I'm yeah. sure it's terrible. Yeah, he's like a professor of physics. And Frankenstein's like, look, look at it. Look at it now. It's like, you know, you're the medical doctor. This is your cockamamie <laughs> idea. Why don't you look in the damn body bag? And where do they find the body bag? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, he had freezer storage down there, too. Yeah, he was ready. For somebody who was on he, for somebody for somebody who was just like on a temporary visa in this country, I mean, he had built a whole lab, yeah, you know. And he said a layman would say that that kid was dead because he had no pulse. So I don't know how a scientist would describe it. But I don't know not, either. Not responses. I don't know. I don't know. And then Doctor Frankenstein looks at him. He's like, "Yeah, I've seen worse." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. He sends his assistant out to get high-velocity x-rays. I wrote that down because they mm-hmm. make up so much BS in this, this movie. Yeah, High-velocity high yeah. x-rays that can get through two inches of flesh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Did he... They have a party. Do they have the party before they, they uh, bring him back to life? You know, I'm not it, sure the sequence of that, but there is a party. They have a very boring party where he asks his girlfriend to move into the house with them. And I'm like, hey, this is 1958. Mm-hmm. How did this get past the uh, the censors? Of course, you'll have to give up your nursing post at the university hospital. Oh, of course. She's like, it's a she's scan- like for a temporary position. And he's like, no, I thought maybe you could come back to England for me. And we'll, do, you know, basically, he's like, that was like basically his marriage proposal. It was like very dry <laughs> and very stilted. You know, it was like. Almost like a business agreement. She's like, it oh, was. darling, you know, like it was the most romantic thing <laughs> she had ever right. heard. He didn't even get her an engagement ring. We'll talk about that later, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this still, that's scandalous. She moved in. Did she like, move in, though, or did, was she just working? I don't know. Well, he said move into the room, into this house, in this house. So that's, oh, okay. I mean, what would the neighbors think, John? 
what would the neighbors think? Well, the neighbor said anything, you just feed him to the alligator, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so this, so they bring him back to life with 50,000 volts. Uh, I guess the electric company is never curious about what, what yeah, the, why he's, he's, why, well, he's got surge. Yes. How can he afford the electric bill? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, did the university own the house and all of a sudden it's like, why is our... <laughs> Why? Why is the why is the electric bill three thousand dollars a month? It's nineteen fifty eight. And they do the surgery. I think they cut off his hand, his leg, and his assistant. Yeah, he like, had to he had to get new hands because there was a there was an airplane crash. Oh, they got another body. Suddenly, there was another body nearby because it was an airplane crash. With there was an students. airplane crash. It was the track team, and this is where it kind of got a little like homoerotic too. And he's talking about oh those. Those mm-hmm. young, fit bodies, what you know, yes. but I can use it to my advantage. So we got the leg and the two hands from a body. The 1950s, they just didn't keep track of bodies, did they? I guess not. Well, I mean, it's a how, small town. How was, he get, how was he getting rid of the parts and the bodies, though? All he had an alligator. In the basement. That's why in the basement. this takes place in, in Florida, John. Yeah, but there aren't basements in Florida. <laughs> well... Back then there were, because the water hasn't risen quite yet. All right, but he's if you like, say so. <laughs> he's like, they, they have so much BS in this movie, and he's like, how are you going to get rid of body parts? And I was like, I wouldn't even thought of that if you didn't say anything. I mean, it's just, you're, you're taking off body parts. And, yeah. uh, and I was... You can't bury uh, him. You can't burn him. What are you going to do? In the 50s, we threw like... them in the backyard of suspected communists and called the House Ethics Committee. There you go, Senator McCarthy. <laughs> yes. But no, he's he's got alligators. But I was like, yeah. alligators are harder to in your basement are harder to explain than like getting rid of body parts, right? I mean, well, again, this is what I'm saying. Like he had the time to build a lab, build a like a like a a, a, a pool basically, yeah. like uh-huh. a cistern with like so he could keep alligators. <laughs> I mean, he really for somebody who was only here on a, like a temporary visa, he was really getting a lot done. He was a very industrious immigrant. They should have given him his green card. I know. I figured if his assistant said, "How do you explain the alligators?" he'd say, "Well, it's because I got the circus in the backyard with alligators right. and monkeys and lions." I'm going to be introducing like... my new line of luggage in uh, at the holidays. <laughs> right. The Frankenstein the Frankenstein line. How do you explain the circus in the backyard? And he says, well, my cousin is Barnum of the Barnum and Bailey Circus fame. Like, but your last name is Frankenstein. And then he just kills him, I guess. I and know. throws him into the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I say I wrote that down. He had fine young body parts. Mm-hmm. It's a band from the 80s, right? The fine young body parts. Yes, they were. <laughs> His his fiance, she's getting antsy because he spends all his time down the basement, and he has dinner with her, and she's like, "Well, I don't enjoy food like you do." She's spending so much time alone, and they're hung- I mean, cutting up those body parts must be making them hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Watching the alligator eats making them hungry. I don't know. So she wants to go for a relaxing drive, and they go to where all the teenagers make out, and I'm like, foreshadowing. But yes. also, these are he looked like he was. 60? I don't know, because he was kind of receding hairline. I don't know. But you know, I don't know. He could have been he could have been 40 or 50 back. Because 40 and 50 was like a lot older than it was today, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But they're they're going to where the teenagers make out, and she's like, I guess he would have been about 50 because I'm looking at Whit Bissell, 
Uh-huh. And I believe he was born in 1909, if I'm not mistaken. Was that the year? Okay. I didn't look it up. Yeah, 1909. So he so would have been 49 when this movie was made. Wit. I don't like wit. I don't want to know anything about wit. I don't like him. Oh. His real name is Whitner Nutting Bissell. Nutting. Is there a Nutting. cat in your house? No, I is think that... it's somebody outside. Space kitty. You got another space kitty? No, I still have one in the fridge. I haven't finished him yet. <laughs> well, you, you still know. have one then. Yes, I've got question. one. Yeah, I do have one, but I, I, I couldn't hear it from the refrigerator, I don't think. So anyway, they go make out, or teenagers make out. It's kind of, again, a little odd. Yeah, very odd. They, 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 cut, they start making out, and they, they go to dark. Mm-hmm. Because you know that I really scene, thought that that, that was going to be when they were going to kill someone, but... Me too. Not yet. <laughs> they just killed our appetite for romance. Yeah, exactly. But a bump. Man, I'm I'm killing my own jokes. So anyway, they wake up. They wake up this Frankenstein teenager. Mm-hmm. He's very mean to him. Like, wake up! I know you can talk. Right. Say something. Yeah. And he makes he makes him cry. Right. He's like, oh no, a sensitive teenager. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's a teenager. Well, he's also That's more fascinated that the tear ducts still worked. Right. Like he didn't really care so much that like the. The, the monster was showing emotion. He was just like, oh, the tear ducts are still functioning. You know, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, there you go. <laughs> tear ducts are functioning. Uh, no, I'm not, you know, I'm going to resist going any, going down that dark road of Don't go hu- down that dark blue road. humor. Blue yes. humor. Going shopping for Canadian socks. <laughs> so about this time, he gets angry with his wife because she's asking too many questions and he slaps her. It was the 50s. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what I say, more power to him. The world was a much better place when you could just slap your wife around. Oh, John's joking. Yeah, am I? Am I? No, the world was a much better place. You Next know. week, uh, guest may be permanent host, uh, George O'Connor, and we'll be returning. Will he be calling getting... me a monster? That <laughs> yes, monster. Probably. I'm getting emails now. <laughs> As we speak, <laughs> it was a joke, everyone. <laughs> Wait, where are we here? Oh. I know he just slapped her, and um, oh, he's tra- he's training the young boy. Yeah, you're right. It was getting. Mm-hmm. It's not that it was. It, yeah, the movie could have been homoerotic, but the problem is he's an old man with a teenager. So I was more thinking the pedophile stuff because he was like, "Oh, good, you're working out." He was like lifting weight, right, lifting yeah. weights. Right. With his shirt off, mm-hmm. uh, and and again, the Frankenstein, he seems to hate spending time with his wife. He's always down in the basement with. The He's always down team, in the basement the team with, boy. The, with the team boy lifting weights and the and the biceps. I'm just saying, yes. Tim. Yeah, I don't know. This could have been. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But this movie is directed by Herbert Strock. Is that how you say mm-hmm. his name? S T R O C K. Yes, did I you believe look, so. Did you look up much about him? Well, the, just that he was a mostly B-movie director. He also um, said that his name forms an acronym for his philosophy. Uh-oh, did here you, we did go. Did you find this? No, I did not. His, well, S is for stilted. T is for terrible. <laughs> R is for regrettable. O is for oh no. C is for crocodiles mostly and not alligators. And K is for kind of soddy. Kind of soddy. Wow. Why are you laughing? These, pe- these people, 
<laughs> he went public with it. Is that what you said? He went public with that. Aren't you? Isn't that something? <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, I did notice at the age so, of 82, he did die in a car accident in Moreno uh, Valley, California, on November 30th, 2005. You know. Oof. Well, he lived a long life. He did live a long life, but maybe if he had stopped driving, maybe he would have lived an even longer life is just what I'm saying. We don't know the details. Was he playing the we guitar and the t- driving, John? Was he playing uh, the guitar it and does driving? Not, or maybe harmonica, Tim. I don't know. Well, he... Well, that's okay. You have one of those holders like Bob Dylan has. You can drive and play the harmonica. Yeah, but it, while, but like if the mood strikes you and you just got to start <laughs> and you're like on this winding road and you take your hand off the wheel and start. <laughs> and then next thing you know. <laughs> the man who invented I'm, that thing, he just liked driving his car and playing the harmonica. That's why. He there you it. go. Yeah. <laughs> or, his, or his unicycle. Or his unicycle. I haven't brought up unicycles in a while. I just got to bring it up. The teen, teen Frankenstein escapes, as we knew he would. Mm-hmm. They don't have much of a budget. He kind of walks around the house, and uh, as a teenage boy would do, he, he's peeking on a woman who's combing her hair. Mm-hmm. A, a neighbor. Um, oh, and we saw his face. His face is pretty terrible. He took his bandage. Pretty bad, off. yeah, yeah. Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's like, no, no, we got to fix this. I'm not uh, dating anyone who looks like you. Right, right. Um, sorry. Pedophile jokes aren't funny either. Come on, Tim. <laughs> I'm canceled. Who's going to be on this show next week? I don't know. Maybe Just there tri- won't be a show next week. Maybe this is it. Tri- maybe, maybe we finally, you know, maybe we finally did ourselves in. It was a long time coming. <laughs> George O'Connor all alone. George O'Connor all alone. <laughs> he can have the show. I've left it to but- him in my will. He can, he can take it, but we're not telling him what Seti Bimco means, <laughs> and then where will he be? Yes. You can take it, but I'm not giving him the uh, we're not giving de- him we're, we're not the secret giving destruct him. code. Exactly. So you know, have at it, New York Times bestselling <laughs> author in front of the show, George O'Connor. So the woman screams, and for some reason, instead of running away, he smashes through the window, and uh, he does kill her. Right? Does kill her? Yep. And runs through the house. I guess it was a boarding house. There's other people a, running. It was an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a house of ill repute, because mm-hmm. this is Florida. Yeah. Why? Why you still think it's <laughs> Florida? But anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I didn't see one elevator, John. It's 1958, and the alligator. Um. So how'd they catch him? Did he run home? I forget now. You know, he just ran he, home, and oh, then and then and then Professor oh, Frankenstein's yeah. reading the paper the next morning. Uh-huh. You know, something monster kills young woman. Yes. And Professor Frankenstein puts two and two together, and it's like, oh, you got out, and blah, blah. And then, and then, then like I said, so, well, this is why you can't get out, because your face looks hideous. Here, look in the mirror, you know. And, yep. The mirror yeah. is his to- toy, if you remember, mm-hmm. his favorite toy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, I forgot. He was reading the paper. He was reading Marmaduke and laughing at it. Marmaduke, that Marmaduke. And, and his wife was like, let me read the comics. And he goes, No. No. Women should not read the comics. Women should not read comics. They'll start Unseemly. getting they'll start getting ideas from Blondie or something. And the Lockhorns. And the Lockhorns. I was gonna say the Lockhorns. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> well, Burns and McCall. Luckily, luckily Kathy was not out at the time, or they would have just had all no. sorts of crazy ideas. Yeah. 
Burns and McCall. That was their name, I think. They were two cops. They came asking questions, and uh, I don't even know why they had them come by. It was, it was a boring. Uh, yeah, it was a boring scene. No point. Yeah, like there's there's a body missing from a car crash. There's bodies missing from a plane right. crash, and you're stopping by to ask about some guy running around looking in windows. Right. <sighs> anyway, so here's where the movie both got interesting, and where. I got so angry, which means the movie actually got me emotionally, what do you call it? Emotionally involved. Involved. But here's probably what. (laughs) Well, because Margaret finds the, what what she goes down the basement, she opens the cooler. Oh, yeah, this is when he was still in the cooler and he sits up and she sees there's a a teen, a body there that sits up and it lays back down. Yeah, it just lays (laughs) back down. So she. But she knows what he's doing, right? And then, and but she's, and they're not doing good things. But I mean, she's like, but I'll be your partner. I'll be your watchdog. You can right. trust me. I'll help you. And I thought, well, this is interesting because the movies back then don't usually do that. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. She's going to be his partner in evil. I mean, they're doing terrible stuff, but she's like, I'll be your partner. He's like, okay, but no, because she disobeyed him and went down the basement. Like as soon mm-hmm. as she's gone, he's like. So how will I kill her? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what a dick. She what would have been his dick. wife and his partner. Yeah, she's but, a very attractive woman, too. She disobeyed him. I mean, uh, Lucy disobeyed Ricky every week. All right. he did was make her cry. Uh, Ricky, I want to be on the show. <laughs> Meanwhile, but that was men down. back there. They couldn't, they couldn't stand having an equal part. I'm just saying, and, and again, it's Florida. It's Florida, John. If you say it's so, Florida. Tim. <laughs> I did not see one palm tree. Well, they didn't wear in heavy suits, but okay, you think it's Florida? Yes. Okay, fine. They didn't have the budget to barely leave the house. What do you mean? I didn't see a tree. <laughs> now, now, Gary Conway played the teen Frankenstein. And mm-hmm. he was in the show Land of the Giants and did other acting. And he was, you know, he's a good looking guy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you looked up his picture. Well, he, he basically, he gets a, a face from another dead body and that's him. That's Gary Conway. Right. He get, they, again, they go to another lover's lane. That's right. That's right. They actually He kills kidnap. the other teenager and takes mm-hmm. his face. Bob. Bob was the teenager. That's name. right. Bob. So you know what? I, I figured out a name for this, John. Okay, go ahead. I'm talking a lot. Why this is like that. I'll have to write a theme song. Why this is like that. Is that good? Can you think Why of this is name? like that. Sure, yeah. Why this is like that. So here's Gary Conway. He was featured in the 1973 issue of Playgirl. So I wrote like four ways that Teen Frankenstein is like Playgirl magazine. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> number this one, be the good. number one way... <laughs> the number one way Teen Frankenstein is like Playgirl magazine. They both contain a lot of man parts. <laughs> man parts. <laughs> number two, the second way Teen Frankenstein is like Playgirl magazine. Dr. Frankenstein is a big dick in this movie. And I'm sure there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's big dicks in Playgirl. Although I've never read it. Never read it. Uh, number three. This movie is filled with men and one token woman. And I'm also assuming that Playboy is probably filled with men and maybe one token woman. I don't know. Probably. Scratch that joke. I'm going to take that joke out. But number four. 
Number four. The teen monster really liked looking at himself in his toy, which was a mirror. He just stared at it every time they gave it to him. Oh, yeah. He was very fascinated with the face. And at the Playgirl Mansion, they have mirrors that they would look into and snort cocaine off of. And after the cocaine was gone, they'd look in the mirror and say, what have I become? What have I become? What have I become? <laughs> just like Teen Frankenstein. He didn't actually sure. say that. But some Frankenstein has said that in the past, right? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm saying it's... Uh, and I ran over your joke at the beginning. I'm going to wonder the whole night. What was that joke? Oh, it's be? okay. What, it's what, did, right. I, what no. did I mess up? No, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I think I was stopping you because if you make fun of the Queen's funeral, you know, we're going to lose all our English listeners. Jim, Jim in Scotland, he's a, he's a, he's a, a listener I don't want to lose. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's next? Do you have any, you, you want to talk about something? I'm being really vocal. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm just like, uh, what is next? Uh, yeah, basically, he does finally get rid of the fiance. Oh, that's right. She gets tossed to the alligator. She gets after... tossed to the alligator. And then. What a dick. What a dick. I hate it. And then, a big dick. And then, <laughs> and then he, I guess he was talking about like, so. Uh, Dr. Carlton went around for like a couple days he went and somewhere. was getting all these electronic parts and he That's had to right. get them in different cities. So maybe you'll get suspicious, I guess. And apparently well, because, all the... because it's in Florida, there's no, there's no parts for machines in Florida. He had to travel everywhere, but go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm walking over. No, it's all right. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, apparently, like, I don't know, Frankenstein says there are these false bottoms in every box. I don't know why he knows that. Mm-hmm. And what they're going to do is they're going to take the body apart again. Yep. Put him in these false bottoms and ship him back to England. And so when they go and they go to try to handcuff the monster, he's like, oh, no, I'm not having any of this. He right. gets up. He pushes Dr. Carlin out of the way. Picks up mm-hmm. Professor Frankenstein, throws him into the alligator. Yes, finally. And then <laughs> Professor Carlton comes back with the cops and like thinking, you know, you all were kind of breaking the law. I don't know if they did. I know. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like you know you're cooking meth and somebody's destroying your lab and you bring the cops and go, yeah, what was they doing exactly. to my meth lab? <laughs> you know, it's like I thought that was kind of stupid. And then the, the, then the scene closes with like the alligator and the, and the lab jacket. Oh, did you watch this on YouTube? Did it turn? Uh, what to, did I? I watched it on whatever link you sent me. Did it turn into color at the very end? It was black it and white. It did, and it turned into color when he got electrocuted to death when he was up against right. the machinery. Yeah, and then how, it was black and bizarre. white again. It was bizarre. kind of bizarre. Maybe that's all they had money in the budget for. And again, this movie was full of so much BS about science. And again, when they they were going to put his body in the boxes, that's because his assistants like. You're going to take him back to England? But how? There's, How's he going to get a passport? Who's he going sure, to be? How are you, how are you going to explain this? <laughs> Nothing makes sense to this movie except for like a few little things. But uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the end. That was and the you end. Said you, you said you kind of liked this movie. I was curious I why. Did you? But, well, just because it was what it was. I just remember watching these movies like 
back when you only had three channels and they'd show like the late show or the late, late show. Right. And you kind of sneak down into the living room and you turn on the TV and like, <laughs> and this is these on. were the kind of movies you'd say when you were like nine, 10 years old. And again, I try, I try, this is supposed to be a movie about teenagers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is supposed to be about teenagers and all the teenagers were dead in it except one, basically. I did notice that too. I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) Hey, but it's about, it's called teen Frankenstein. Come on. Actually, actually, it was originally called, I was a teenage Frankenstein. It was, Ah. it came out after I was a teenage werewolf. So they had Same. a teenage werewolf and then teenage Frankenstein. I don't believe one had to, to do with the other, no. but I think it was like the same production company and, you know, no, John, the same producer. The teenage uh, werewolf that took place in Wisconsin and not in Florida. Not in Florida. Well, as I said, it had nothing to do, but it was, you know, in the title and everybody who, you know, who enjoyed that Wisconsin werewolf would enjoy the Florida Frankenstein. Well, we're running out of time, so now it's quiz time. I'll call the Bib Cool. Said he Q and A. Bring him twist. Answer quizzes. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it Said he Q and A. Bring him twist. The Bib Cool. I love quizzes. Answer the Bib Cool. I'll call theme song. You know what? I try and raise the bar here, John, a little bit. So I'm going to add a different kind of first question, so that it deals with high school and it makes us think a little harder than fart right. jokes. Right, and plus, since there were no elevators in Florida, there was no elevators in Florida, so scratch that question. You can't ask that question. So here's in the future: if it's old people, but it's about high school, we're going to ask this question. So in this movie, in high school, who was who do you think was most who do you think was voted most likely to become the CEO of an elevator company? Uh, who most most likely to be <laughs> what? CEO? Oh, CEO. Oh, no, I heard it. I'm still going. What? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh, Dr. Carlton because he was the only one who didn't fall into the alligator, the alligator pit. pit. See, if you're oh. if you're falling into things, you have no chance of being the CEO of an elevator right. company. So oh, it would gotcha. have to be by process of elimination. Because he would have to inspect elevator shafts and not fall in. Is what you're saying? Exactly. Hmm, that's a good one, John. Mm-hmm. And that's He's why he moved, to Flo- he moved to Florida to hide his shame. He's like, people are like, but I thought you would be in charge of an elevator company. Elevator. He's like, well, I live in Florida. There's no elevators. There's I, no do what elevators. I, I do what I can. I you do know, what I'm I can. Only a, I'm only, I only got a PhD in quantum physics. I know how disappointing, <laughs> but. Uh, I think it would, have been, it would have been the man who wouldn't help the kid who came that got tossed out of the car because he looked horrible. Mm-hmm. I think that guy was voted most likely to be a CEO of an elevator company, even though this took place in Florida. And as we all know, Florida didn't invent the elevator until 1970. Right. Uh, we'll call this guy Herbert. I don't know his name. He had seen photos of these elevator machines in a magazine while he was in high school in Florida. He was getting, uh, he was getting aroused, if you know what I mean. I wrote this last night. I do know the magazine. The magazine was Erector Set Monthly. I do know what aroused means, Tim. Thank you. Though. Anyway, uh, he built model elevators in the school science class. And of course, he got in trouble for making up this crazy, crazy crap. And the teachers in Florida said, just make a model of Jesus riding a dinosaur like all the other kids did for their science project. <laughs> and you wouldn't get in such trouble. <laughs> 
So he became discouraged after high school, haunted by the idea that elevators existed in other lands. And eventually he got a job at his uncle's slaughter farm where he took out his repressed rage, shooting cows in the head. And that's where, that's where he was coming from when he came home and saw the car accident. He's just like, I don't want to see any more blood and cuts. I see this right. all day. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you put a lot of thought into that, didn't you, Tim? Yeah. And on TV, when he got older, he saw science classes at school where they built elevators, and he was, like, enraged again, all over again. He got a part-time job at another slaughterhouse. But, hey, at least he killed cows. So oh, there you also. go. So who, who would have a podcast from this movie? I think it's a oh, hard so, you one. Know, I would say it would be that guy. He would that have a podcast. Yeah, he would have a podcast about... How, about how many car accidents he's been by, but he never stopped to help the people because he didn't think he could look at the accident <laughs> victims. You know, basically, it's like instead of being the good Samaritan, it'd be like whatever the opposite <laughs> of that is. Like, never stop <laughs> and help anybody who's been in a car accident. Keep driving <laughs> because you really don't want to look at that. Oh, my God. He'd get so much hate mail. Isn't that against the law in some states? Don't they have good Samaritan laws? Uh, well, that's to protect you if you do something and the person still dies. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're actually obligated to. So he'd have to go out and drive a lot to make sure he has stuff to talk about for his podcast. He'd like have to have a right a police police radio and just drive right. to an accident. Drive to an accident, not, not do a damn thing. Well, he'd and get out and tell your... somebody. He'd say, "Oh my God, I can't no, don't go help. Go look at this. No, no, no. Don't go look at this. It's he terrible." He would stop just to, just to announce he wasn't going to help. Just to discourage people from helping. <laughs> the 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 accident, the car accident death rate would just like skyrocket. <laughs> well, I thought since everyone died in this movie, that it's a fifty fifty chance that maybe like with movie sequels that the monster did live. Like we'll find out he's alive. He's an undying monster. So in mm-hmm. the year 2000s, he, he, he creates a podcast about his life, how he got through his struggles, how he tries to do good, but he's, he's cursed by a sick habit. He can't quit. You know what his sick habit That's This young Frankenstein who is stuck being a Frankenstein forever. What, what's the habit he can't quit? He gets into crowded elevators and purposely farts. Uh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he looks in a hand mirror and just can't stop looking. <laughs> That's well. Is that a sick habit? I mean, I don't care uh, if you do that, yeah. but you're you're not going to make any friends. You're not going to make any friends, no. Anyway, flip flop. I stuck. I I went down to the gutter again. So, who would have a TV spinoff show? I'm going to say Sergeant Burns and Sergeant McAfee. I knew you were going to say that. And they're, you know, they're, they're just, you know, their beat is, you know, responding to grave robbers, um, people made out of, and the whole town is like made out of people like sewing together random body parts. And the whole, like the whole episode would be about trying to figure out what body parts were stolen from what grave and which ones were attached to which person. Interesting. It'd be kind of like a police procedural, you know? Every week, like it would open up with like, you know, a grave, an open grave. Is one cop the good? Oh no, he's missing two hands and a leg. Oh, suddenly, you know, this person who lost their hands and a leg is walking around town (laughs) with hands and a leg, and you know, and then they got to prove that 
do we, do we get it? Do we get into the personal lives of the the cops? Uh, well, yeah, maybe there could be a little. There could be a little. Uh, one of them adopted an alligator from a crime scene. Oh, okay. Raised it as his <laughs> pet. You know, just out in the backyard. You know, got a little <laughs> kiddie pool for it. You know. Yeah. So he's single. He's single. The other cop um, has like six kids, maybe. His wife left him. Well, oh. you know, a, 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 after he got the alligator. Now, whether she left him or not, or she just got too close to the alligator, <laughs> we'll never know. Right. Yeah, you know, she didn't pack a bag. She just disappeared one day. Oh no, one of those. And the alligator wouldn't eat for two days. So I don't know. You do the math, Tim. <laughs> Interesting. That's like our early yeah. X Files. Mm-hmm. Well. I think they would tweak a spinoff. You know how how there's a, sometimes there's a popular movie. They used to do this more than now, uh, but they would change the movie. Uh, I mean, they would change the ending so they could have a show. Like for example, the move the the book Rambo. I guess Rambo dies at the end of the book. I've been told. I never read it. But oh, in the I movie, don't know. I never read it either. But in the movie Rambo, he lives, and they could make sequels. So they used to sometimes do this with movies. But I'm going to say they'd have a spinoff. And it would be a TV show called Guard Dog Margaret. You know, Margaret Guard was Dog the, Margaret. Margaret was the the love interest of Dr. Frankenstein that he fed to the alligators. So in the TV show, she's still alive. She's Dr. Frankenstein's on again, off again lover. She's always trying to find out what's going on in the basement and why is the electric bill so high? And why is there an alligator down there? So and every week, a teenager is in a horrible accident nearby, and Frankenstein is always out collecting bodies. Uh, and in the TV show, they have a child. Okay. But they, they adopt a child in this show to make it more family-friendly, but he's actually a communist spy. He sewed, oh, his, no. sewed off his arms and legs to, to play the part of a child. And, uh, <gasps> oh. There you go. Hilarity of the episode. Hilarity wacky, and the wackiness ensues. But you found out why there's color at the end of the episode. Well, no, it doesn't give me a why. But it's just like the name of the film is How to Make a Monster. It also came out in 1958. And this film is a follow-up to both I Was a Teenage Werewolf and I Was a Teenage Frankenstein. Like Teenage Frankenstein, a black-and-white film that switches to color in its final moments, How to Make a Monster with someone black-and-white and only the last reel, the fire scene finale, is in full color. Hmm. But they, they don't, don't give a why. reason. They don't say why. All right, John. You failed. <laughs> you failed your research. Oh, well. I tried. <laughs> I'm sorry I was such a disappointment this week. Yeah. So that was that movie. That was that movie. It wasn't bad. Uh, it was better yeah. than Night of the Lepus. <laughs> And not quite as good as Summer Camp. And I'm glad. I almost picked another bad one because I didn't, like, as I, yeah, revealing behind the scenes, I kind of read the plot by accident. I picked a movie called Satan's Children. Satan's Children, which I thought was the old, I thought you found the old home movies of me and my cousins growing up, Satan's Children. And I thought, oh, you're just going to show, you're just going to (laughs) show me and my cousins in the old home movies. And it was like, no. And we're not going to get yeah. into it, but it was just it was just a topic we couldn't joke about. It was, like, really, really bad. That movie? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so. We can get into it, but I don't want to. No, let's not. <laughs> let's not. I checked the email. And? and? Uh, it's just that old letter that George wrote last week, still there. Oh, okay. The and incoherent? The, the, that letter, we kind of gave it short sh- shrift, didn't we? So sorry, George. I don't know what happened. Sometimes. But um, didn't George admit he he kind of wrote it like after he had imbibed in a few alcoholic beverages? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, there you go. Uh, well, that's it. That, that is, is it. it. So we're going to have people a, get up a, with us? a guest or a movie next week. Okay. But you should send us an email. If you have a story you want to tell on the show, maybe you have a short story and you don't even want to be on the show about an embarrassing high school occurrence, you could email the short story and I'll read it. And the email is Seti Bimco with an E at Gmail. And we're on Twitter at Seti Bim. And we are on Instagram, Seti under dash score Bimco. You got to get on Instagram, John. I, you know what? I just have no, I have, I just have no interest in social media anymore. I sent you, I sent you something on Twitter. What did I send you? Oh, um, was it about the uh, true crime people liking the episode, no. the first episode about my neighbor? No, it was about, oh, oh, uh, again, this airs four weeks later. This week is the 50th anniversary of the premiere of the premiere of a woman named Maud? Yeah. Has it really a, been 50 years? I think that's what Twitter said. Is it 50? Yeah, 50. Yeah. Well, or was yeah, it, because... Or yeah, was well, it because 45? Yeah. No, it could be 50 because last year... Well, there were six seasons of Maud, and it went off the air in 78, I believe. So 78, 77, 76? 73. Yeah, so 72 it would have debuted. And yes. All in the Family debuted in 71. So, Maybe you know, Maud did those two guest appearances on All in the Family. Maybe it was 40. you got to look at your... your your Twitter, no, it's 50. you'll see, it's, you'll it's, see a message. It's, it's 50. <sighs> oh, and a shout out to Spaghetti and Freddy. They did a mailbag episode. I wrote them like 10 letters and they read them mm-hmm. all. Um, I gave them suggestions. Yeah, and I, like, and I like but, Kevin Cablasso's comment when Jolie was talking about it's a comedy podcast, and Cablasso says, Is it really? <laughs> Is it really? Is it really? <laughs> You don't like my it's jokes. Like, okay, Kevin Cablasta, we'll 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 paint your little red wagon one day. I'm I'm committing to the character. That's what I'm doing now. It's oyster crackers for dinner again. If you don't get your act together, Cablasto. That's right, Dag Nabbit. So that is the end. That's the end, Tim. We'll say you have a great week, and I'll see you come, next week. We have a very special guest for an episode. I'm I'm looking really forward to that. That'll be really nice. So long. Farewell. Bye. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Bloody hell. Ink ink all over my fingers. It happens every time. Bloody hell. And he just walks away and they're like grabbing the pen and <laughs> he's lopping their heads off. Off his well, heads. Might as well just lop their heads off. <laughs>